0: Hey, good afternoon everybody. Coach B. Moore here. Today we're gonna talk about pregnancy, something that is vital to our entire species. <laughs> so uh we're gonna talk about nutrition and pregnancy, what why it's important, what ladies should be eating, what we should be dodging. And then we're also going to have a special guest who we're going to bring on to talk about training in pregnancy and all the things we need to know. So it's a very special episode. We love you moms. We love you moms to be. And we want to make sure that you have all the information you need in order to have a happy, healthy pregnancy. Here we go. Welcome to Coach B Daily. I'm Coach B Moore. In this podcast, I share information that will help us achieve our health athletic performance and body goals more efficiently before we get started i want to remind you to subscribe to coach b daily this is available wherever you listen to podcasts send me your questions and feedback at coach b more on instagram and twitter or dial 347-770-1433 coach b daily is an offering of eatingforabs.com where you can find out more about working with me and my team directly on your goals Howdy, folks. Today, we're talking about a very important topic. Like I said, we're talking about pregnancy. I want to give the information that will help moms and dads to be all the information that, you know, just a, a, a covering of the basics, as it were, of what you need to know and set your expectations for your behaviors so that you can have a healthy and memorable, all around positive experience in your pregnancy and the expansion of your family. So if we all didn't know by now, it should be fairly obvious that this show is about health and wellness. And uh, to, on that note, we need to make sure we all understand that mom's habits and dad's habits during pregnancy can affect baby's health in the short term and in the long term. So it's really important that you both listen. Uh, if you're not listening together right now, press the share button and send to your partner and send to your mom and dad and to your siblings as well so they know that they're creating a loving environment and one that's conducive to what you're trying to do, which is expand your family. Because pregnancy is a period of growth, pregnant women should eat more than normal. And also, side note that comes with that, realize that weight gain is a critical part to a healthy pregnancy. So it's not a time to beat ourselves up or to lament about weight gain. Matter of fact, leave it to your doctor to deal with the scale and the anticipation of how much weight you should gain. Let, let the experts deal with that. But it's not an excuse to go out and eat ice cream either. Okay, During this time, women should look to ingest between 300 and 500 additional calories per day. This doesn't mean go out and eat junk food. It means the exact opposite. It means make sound food choices, knowing that you're growing another human being. So metabolically, your body has needs. uh, Your hormones are going crazy. They're changing everything. And also, this new human is being formed, and, and that human is growing. And that growth requires additional calories, additional nutrients, additional vitamins. All that stuff is important. So, if you're making sound food choices during this period of uh, increased intake, this will net mom and baby increased vitamins, minerals, and phytonutrient intake. However, conversely, if you're eating bonbons, I don't even know if they still make bonbons, which is processed junk food that is devoid of vitamins and nutrients and minerals, we're headed down a, a divergent path and probably one that's far too common. Inadequate nutritional status during development of baby can have long-term consequences, such as cardiovascular disease, hypertension, and type 2 diabetes. And it doesn't have to be immediately. That can happen years later as an adult. So what you're doing now while you're pregnant, the nutrients you're providing to your new baby can impact them for the rest of their lives. And of course, since they're your baby and you love them, that'll impact you for the rest of your life. So make really positive choices. Put together a list of things that mom and dad should avoid during pregnancy. And I want to stress mom and dad because hopefully you two are joined socially uh, during your days, kind of at the hip. Hopefully, you know, you're eating dinners together or you're, uh, and I know that's not always the case, no judgment, but let's just say, Mom and the people who are close to you, mom, be that dad or siblings or your mom and dad or whomever, should be aware of this list because your environment matters. So you definitely should avoid these items. And the people who are supporting you shouldn't be having these and tempting you with these things uh, in your environment either. This list starts with alcohol, obviously, and caffeine. High intakes of these two can lead to birth defects and or spontaneous abortion. So definitely limit alcohol and caffeine intake. Definitely also avoid tobacco of any kind. I don't care uh, what the new thing is, vaping and all that stuff, that has nicotine, stay away from that as well. Okay, next item on the list are deli meats, raw eggs, and raw seafood for bacterial concerns. Artificial sweeteners should be avoided. There goes your diet soda, and there goes your crystal light. Drink water. Drink decaf tea, decaf coffee. Sparingly eat fish. Try to limit yourself to no more than six ounces per day to avoid the potential for heavy metal contamination. And we actually talked about this in a previous episode. Also, avoid junk food, which, as I said, is all calories and no nutritional value. So that's my list of things that we should be avoiding during pregnancy. Here's my list of nutrients to increase during pregnancy. Start with vitamin B12. Also folate, which can help prevent neural tube defects in baby. And good sources of that include dark leafy vegetables and legumes, beans, lentils, things like that. You should definitely increase vitamin D. Go ahead and supplement that. Talk to your physician about that. Calcium is something we should be uh, definitely increasing during pregnancy. Baby's developing his or her bones. Also, it is vital in the prevention of preeclampsia. We should be increasing iron intake, zinc intake. Protein, try to increase by 25 grams per day, which becomes part of baby's structural development. And fatty acids we should be increasing during pregnancy, which is critical for baby's brain development. In addition to my nutrition guidelines, I asked my friend Maya Saffron, who's a PT based out of the UK, who's also uh, pre and postnatal certified, and she's one third of the Tried It podcast to come on and answer a few questions about her experience dealing with moms-to-be during that time leading up to their pregnancy and the special needs of moms just after pregnancy. I asked her a few questions, and here's what she had to say. During pregnancy, how do you, is it safe to train? Yes.
1: That's okay. The, the short answer is yes. Mm-hmm. The difference is with pregnancy is whatever trimester you're in. So... When you have just found out you're pregnant, you health-wise and biologically and physically are not very different from when you weren't pregnant. But you feel like utter shit. You feel probably the worst in your first trimester than you do. And I'm not pregnant, but this has put me off from being pregnant for a very long time. Um, You feel feel the worst than you would when you're like much bigger and much heavier. So the first trimester, you've got two times more blood pumping through your body. You're feeling sick, you're getting morning sickness, you're feeling hot, you've got all these new changes happening that you're just not used to, so you just can't cope. But physically, you're actually probably um, lighter than you were when you weren't pregnant because you're throwing up so much most Mm. of the time. So you're throwing everything out. So physically, you haven't changed that much, but you just feel really, really shit. So although at this stage, the most I can probably get the most out of my clients, they can't do the most physically. They're just, they're just not in the mood to do it. And they're just not there yet. So at this stage, I normally have to bring it back a lot and we just have to do basic things just to keep them going because they like the routine of it because they don't want to fall out of, of all of the, um, all of the progress that they've made. But, realistically they can't actually do that much have you found that there are
0: ways to to ease that or to make them feel a little better in the first is there movement for
1: sure for sure for sure I mean um, eating well and getting out of this whole thing of oh I'm pregnant now so I can just be as fat as I want is the the wrong attitude because you are. it's just I I liken it to having a period like obviously you can't relate to this because you're a man but (laughs) women who are listening will know that more often than not if you have a period and you just treat it like any other day yes you're going to get a bit more tired than normal Yes, you're going to get a few more sugar cravings. You might eat a lot beforehand and stuff. But if you just treat it like it's normal and you don't stop your life, it will just go along and that'll be it. And you won't notice very many differences. But when you play into it and you sit down the whole time, you eat loads of chocolate, you clog up your system, that's when you actually start to feel worse. And that's something I definitely noticed from becoming plant-based as well. Before I used to have, like literally in the UK, we have something called Cadbury's chocolate. And literally it's just full of, dairy and sugar and everything that makes chocolate great right so i would just have so much of that when i was on my period and i would even get excited that my period's coming so i haven't i have (laughs) an excuse to eat it and um and i just wouldn't feel any better but i just did it because i'm so marketed by everything around me to to do that you know in all the magazines even you you're saying when is there is there a special do we have to adapt to it it's a special thing being pregnant being pregnant has been happening since the beginning of time literally like it's not something we need to pander to in the way that we do
0: how should the training change as you reach you know, further in your pregnancy? Are there any exercise types that we should be avoiding uh, mm-hmm. that, are, that are less safe? Or can we continue business as usual?
1: So from the tre- second trimester onwards, you're going to start getting bigger. So physically you're changing. So your center of gravity is, is changing a little bit. Where you, where you can normally walk in a straight line and not think about it, and now you're having to change that a little bit because you've got this big weight on you that you weren't ever prepared for right so now we need to adapt training training slightly so that we don't do overhead movements we don't do things like a shoulder press for example Mm. or military press because that's going to make you dizzy potentially could make you quite dizzy and can make you have a blood pressure loss which can be obviously quite dangerous right you don't want to get onto things like the stability ball and do certain one-arm press ups and bosu exercises or the bosu ball because these things are all putting out your center of gravity and making you lose balance which is obviously dangerous so those things you want to avoid you want to just reduce your heaviness with weights as well resistance training may get a little harder because you're carrying an extra weight yeah but there's no major things that you need to change you just it's just like watching a client what they can and can't do it's no it's no real difference it's just that you know already these are things they can and can't do basically
0: awesome so Maya, in the second trimester, I know we're supposed to avoid certain things like you said. What are some typical movements that are really, you know, typically safe in this time? You know, if we're avoiding the overhead stuff for obvious reasons. what are, give, give us just a couple examples of things that are still relatively safe.
1: Okay, so the squat, always good. And especially from tr- um, second and third trimester, you want to start preparing your body for when the baby actually comes. Yeah. So as your bump is getting bigger and the baby even arrives, you want to avoid relying on your lower back to do all the work for you. And you want to avoid um, putting strain on your posture. So you want to be working on strengthening your back and areas, just functional exercises that are going to prepare your body for what's about to happen and what you're going to be left with, a.k.a. the child. Right. So you want to do squats. You want to do all kinds of bodyweight exercises that are building on your muscles, so press ups, anything that's to encourage your core strength. But you also want to make sure that there's support. So um, equipment to use it, that are re- things that are really good are things like the TRX so suspension trainer, mm-hmm. excellent equipment right now because you can stand there behind the client and support as they're doing a row or a squat or anything like that. I use that all the time with my pregnant clients. Um, You wanna use things like Olympic rings that you can also use. You can use uh, steps and things that are just gonna give you a higher higher step point that you can do press ups on, things like that, and just free weights, I would say. I would avoid machines because machines can be quite restrictive, especially as you're getting bigger. They're not exactly made for you. But other free weight exercises and um, equipment can really, really benefit you.
0: And let's dispel a myth. How late into pregnancy can women b- work out, be active? I had deliberately? a
1: client train. I had a client train um, until two weeks before she gave birth. Right, and I, it's very normal to to train right up until the end. I'll be honest; it's not the pregnancy in in air quotes that holds you back. It's how you feel, and more often than not, this is what I've learned. Women start to feel most tired. Things become more of a chore right at the last minute. Like everything's just more uncomfortable. They're not sleeping as well. They can't get around as much. Mentally, they're they're rearing to go because they can't do so much. So their their classes or their exercises is what they live for. But um, my last client who I was training, we had our last session on the Friday, and she had the baby on. The following wednesday so (laughs) that's great great. you can can do it right till the end it's just about how you feel about it and a lot of it is mental as well if you listen to everyone around you saying you should be at home not doing anything else you're going to do that but if you are very proactive about it and i've also noticed a lot of um a lot of criticism from other women watching women with bumps train it's very it's very looked down upon and i'm just that's something else we need to stop as a culture we need to get over that because that's not the case it's not dangerous you're doing a good thing for your baby
0: right why should women continue to work out or even begin to work out under under supervision during their pregnancy what are the benefits
1: okay so there's scientific benefits and then there's also benefits i've learned of from experience From experience, I've seen that all of my clients have been mentally very um, strained as they've got further on into their pregnancy. Most of my clients have been women with very high-powered jobs and very busy and to have to cut back what they're doing because of their pregnancy really, really upsets them. So the fact that they can keep going and be physical and, and commit to something and be going with things and they have a huge rush of endorphins after has been a major, major help for a lot of them. So that's the main one that I would say, hands down scientifically, you are strengthening your body and the strength that you're giving to your body is going to put you in very good stead for the delivery. The delivery of a child is a huge, huge strain on a human body. So the fact that you're strengthening yourself and you're, you're making all of these muscles that can contract when you're actually delivering is going to stop you contracting muscles that weren't there before or muscles are going to be used for the first time ever on the delivery date, which is going to make you recover faster and feel better during the delivery. Obviously, I'm not going to sell any dreams. It's never going to be painless, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to put that out there. However, all of my clients have said that some of them have had my, have been training for less in, in preparation for their second child and they said the second time round it's a lot easier because they've done that exercise Um, even recover I'd say the main benefit scientifically for training whilst pregnant is the recovery the recovery time is always shorter when you've trained because your body's naturally got muscle memory, you're recovering faster, you're not going to be as harmed from all of the muscles that are used because you've been working them previously. That's the main thing. And then after that, it will be the preparation that it's done to your body for the baby actually arriving. So when you bend down to pick the baby up, you're not bending down from your lower back, you're actually squeezing your glutes and standing up straight. Your pelvis isn't going to be as strained. You can get back to doing things how you would normally. Your um, posture isn't as strained either. When you're breastfeeding, you're sitting up straight while you do it. So these are the practical benefits that I would say I've definitely seen, and obviously scientific as well.
0: So post-pregnancy, everybody's life is turned completely upside down. There's a new person in the house. Uh, (laughs) They look to mom for everything. Uh, Dad is an auxiliary help where possible. (laughs) But, But now we have a situation where life is turned upside down. What are some of the struggles that women face in the postpartum category
1: definitely definitely time management
0: mm-hmm.
1: as well as guilt a lot of women can feel guilty for um coming and doing their personal training sessions some because, some time
0: prioritizing yeah, me time is tough yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and it's it's i've been lucky because again i was in a situation like i mentioned in the last podcast where i worked for a corporate gym where a lot of the people there were wealthy so they could afford help but when i've worked with women who aren't they definitely feel it because they can't afford help. So they know that by not being with their child in that time, their child is missing out and that they feel guilty for that. So that's been the major thing. But they've also, at the same time, it's so beneficial for them because this is the one thing that they can do and it's theirs. As you said, their life has changed completely now. They're no longer whoever they were. They're somebody's mum. And this, to to me, they're still who they were. So they like that. And, you know, they can share all the amazing things about their child and, you know, all the changes that they've made. But it definitely does take a hit on their confidence because they are bigger and they are things that they took, that they could do easily before they can't do as easily now. They're in pain, things are slower. So initially, it's a bit rocky sometimes, but then they get back into it and they're happy.
0: For step-by-step guidance on getting in the best shape of your life, Visit eatingforabs.com.